Good morning, Goshen College. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Convocation on this beautiful morning. My name is Jonathan Schramm. I'm one of the faculty that teaches in the Sustainability and Environmental Education Department based out at Mary Lee. It's good to be with you all this morning. Thanks for coming out and spending this next bit of time with us. Um, I'm part of a group represented by these people behind me on the stage and others who are really excited to have this time to share with you some things around the concept and the practice of sustainability here at Goshen College. So the next 40 minutes are looking to be a combination of pep rally, um, kind of a gruesome game show, and lots of interesting thought-provoking ideas. So if you're, whatever you're looking for in the next 40 minutes, you should find something like that. We're hoping that after this time, you'll have a little bit stronger sense of some of the ways that Goshen is trying to tackle sustainability, which is a big network of concepts. And we by no means are saying that Goshen does that perfectly, and we recognize that in ourselves, too. So we're all in the position of wanting to learn more about this and be more holistic in the way that we work with these issues. Um, but nonetheless, I'm sure you'll come away with some interesting ideas from this time. So we're going to start with a round of introductions. Hi everyone, I'm Lisa Nolia. I'm a senior environmental science major and I'm a leader of EcoPaths. Hi, I'm Alexa Kennel. I'm a senior environmental science major with a sustainability minor and I'm involved in EcoPaths and sustainability committee and um, I'm just really passionate about finding different ways to do the things that we do as a society in a way that is a little bit more sustainable and caring for the planet. Hey everyone, I'm Liam Elias, and I'm a senior environmental science major. Um, and I'm also a leader on the EcoPax committee, as well as a member of the sustainability committee. Morning everyone, my name is Christian Saleh, most of you probably know me as Chino as well. I graduated two months ago and I came back from SST Ecuador. Um, I still serve on the sustainability committee here, and last year I coordinated during the my senior academic year. Um, although I do work a full-time job somewhere else, I still want to be a part of campus as much as possible to help with sustainability initiatives. My name is Gerald Ross Richer. I am a professor here at Goshen College teaching classes in economics, classes like environmental economics and economics of sustainability. I came here 15 years ago from Northern California to help make this campus more sustainable and I've got to be involved in a lot of really great projects. My name is Michelle Horney and I'm a faculty member on the Sustainability Committee. I teach accounting and business classes and work with the students who run the milkshake capital of the world called Java Junction. And uh, my connection to sustainability came through the world of accounting. So accountants measure stuff. And somewhere along the, along the line, organizations thought accountants would be good at measuring sustainability things. So I teach a class on sustainability reporting. And I'm fascinated by how uh, organizations, companies, businesses measure their sustainability. Hello, everyone. <clears throat> I'm Kevin Miller. I actually work in the advancement office doing fundraising for the college. And <clears throat> I joined the Sustainability Committee about three or four years ago, and I'm glad to help represent the staff employee part of Sustainability Committee. We're a mix of students, faculty, and staff. Anybody can join. 
So in those introductions, you heard two different phrases coming up over and over again. One is EcoPax, excuse me, EcoPax, which is a student-run club that connects to these ideas, environmental issues, sustainability concepts. And the other is the Sustainability Committee, which as Kevin just said, is an, is an official committee of the campus. And it is something that has membership from across the campus community. And so at the end of this presentation, there'll be some ways that you can plug into either or both of those if you have interest in that sort of thing. Okay, but for now, we're gonna move into the gruesome game show portion of the morning here. Oh, one, one last thing about the Sustainability Committee. I saw it due to his vigorous head nod. Thank you, Ben. Um, that committee is currently chaired by a Vice President for Operations, uh, Ben Bontrager, if you could stand, Ben. So, thanks, Ben. And he's in a new role for the college, something that didn't exist in prior years in that way, and it's been really helpful to have Ben's energy and insight as a part of that committee, so. Um, all right, so obviously game show, we need some contestants. So I need a couple of volunteers who are people willing to engage a little bit with some mess. Nothing extreme, you will, no one will be able to tell the rest of the afternoon that you did this this morning. Yes sir, come on down. One more. Oh Kristen, okay, come on up, thank you very much. Thank you, eager volunteers. I was so eager to get to the game show, I forgot to show you one other interesting piece of this puzzle here. And that comes from this gorgeous piece of art that you can see behind you on the screen. This is something that's been hanging on my office wall for a while because as you might notice, in the bottom corner, the artist behind this classy piece of work is none other than yours truly. Um, when I was a little over 10 years old, this very simplistic art project from fifth grade says, your choice is the earth worth saving. And it's got a giant trash bin full of trash items. So I guess you could look at that as well, Jonathan. You've really been thinking about this a long time. And that's partly true. But the other reason I wanted to share that this morning is to kind of emphasize that my knowledge of sustainability and what that could mean was pretty limited, which, I mean, I was 10, so I'm not totally blaming myself here. But I think there's some parallels in how Goshen College as an institution maybe has approached these topics. First, as like a pretty narrow environmental only kind of, these are the specific things we must do to care for the environment as an institution. And over time, more broadly into other aspects of sustainability. So I think some of the questions I was missing as that 10 year old version of myself was the importance of systems. It's a trash can, but who maintains that can? What kind of can options are there for getting rid of different kinds of trash? Where does it go from there? All that stuff, of course, I was not really thinking about. I wasn't really aware that other people could have different underlying worldviews and assumptions about the relationship of people to the natural world. Kind of assumed everyone would care about it in the same way I did, which, again, a little bit simplistic. I was missing really this rest of, the rest of creation, that uh, caring for the earth isn't just about our solid waste management, as important as that is. 
And I was definitely missing the role of community. How we do these things, we make these kind of differences, we try to live in a different way in community with other people, not just by ourselves. So I guess your could be plural on that sign, but it really should have been your plural choice. Okay, thanks for letting me go down memory lane a bit there. Now we'll move into our game show. So come on back up, volunteers. Here's your chance. All right, give them a round, thank you. Come on over. All right. Need to hear some introductions, please. Could you tell us your name and one thing that you're studying here, even if you're not sure if it's going to be a major? Uh, I'm Dante, and I am a theater major. Perfect. Thank you. I'm Alyssa, and I'm a broadcasting major. I'm Kristen. I'm a biology major. Hey, thank you. All right, Dante, Alyssa, and Kristen, thank you very much. Um, there are some gloves on the table behind you. Go ahead and suit up. While our fine contestants are doing that, these are actual trash cans harvested just this morning from an, un an undisclosed place on campus. This is the one that people actually had put in as trash. They've been pre deliquidated Oh, thank you. Okay, Dante's picking up on the point here, all right. And then this is a box with materials from the adjacent recycling bin. Contestants, actually teammates might be a better phrase here. Your job is to sort this out, like get things that must go to a landfill to the far end, things that must go to the recycling here at this end, or can go to recycling, let's put it that way. You can work together and you can seek audience input here. So if you're like, is this item recyclable? We'll help you figure it out. Okay, go for it. We need a little recycling music, whatever that might sound like. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh no, actually keep it up here, Chris. Oh, keep it up here. Okay. There we go. There it is right there. But it's a mix of paper and food grade wax. What do you do with that? Hmm. Okay. I can see the dilemma for the person stepping up to the bin. Oh, we got some food. You can keep that sealed there, Dante. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that. There we go. Yeah, yeah. What about this box of raisins? Raisins, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, my goodness. Recycle. 
Hey, Alyssa. Alyssa. Would you mind coming down here? What? Sorry. <laughs> would you mind coming down no, here? I'm okay. I'm no, you, I would just need two people on this end. I think Kristen, only one down there is fine. Mm -hmm. And if you're unsure about anything, that can be a category two. Like we saw with that compostable cup earlier. It's got, it's a hot beverage cup with that kind of textured plasticky finish. Starbucks waxed cup. I'm hearing a lot of non-committal sounds out there. Straws and turtle noses, yep. What does that mean? What does a clap mean? Clap means recycle, right? Oh, yeah. This isn't the price is right. You can't just clap it Thank you. Okay. Ten seconds. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One, okay, all right. So we made some progress. A round of applause for our, our teammates. Thank you very much. Before you leave though, I feel like we haven't completely sorted, although it, you got pretty close here. Man, if there was only a sustainability or a recycling professional in the house who could help us understand this with total clarity, who could maybe be present in the audience. Yes, all right. Welcome. Yeah, th thanks, Daniel. This is Daniel Zalea, and you'll hear a little bit more about him in a second, but suffice it to say, he is a recycling professional. So, could you take a quick look here, Daniel? Let our, our teammates know, like, are they, did they miss any boats here? All right. They did pretty good. Children's camps, that is a good training ground for this, yeah. And you guys actually did. Uh, you guys actually did pretty well. So a common mix, uh, misconception that I see is when it comes to food residue and either plastic containers or paper products. That is a big what is a recyclable big question mark. So I'm glad that you guys knew that the simple stuff, straight recyclable. A lot of the stuff that had food residue particles, it is indeed recyclable. But I'll go more into that when I get my talk. Yep. But overall, great job, guys. Yep. All right. Thank you again, folks. You can grab your seat. You earned them with, with Thank you. hard work. No, so. I think I'll keep them.
So I'll introduce our uh, guest professional recycling expert, um, Daniel Zalea. Um, if you guys know what recycling works is, or waste away, um, that is basically where our recycling is supposed to. So any questions that would be, you know, is this recycling or not, um, they go directly to Daniel. So I'll have him um, kind of give his spiel a little bit of the economics of how this all works. And, um, you know, he is a GC alum, so he has that um, relationship with the community. Daniel? First of all, good morning, Goshen College. Good morning, students. I was actually talking to a couple of uh, Christian. Um, it had been, I graduated back in 2015. It has been probably, I've been on campus maybe three times since I graduated. So it's, uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back in your alma mater. And I'm glad to see uh, some new faces here. So once again, just like Christian said, my name is Daniel Zelaya. I am the plant manager at Recycling Works, so we are a uh, big company. We are a MRF. What that means is that we are a materials recovery facility that we take in not hundreds or a couple pounds. We're talking about thousands and thousands of pounds and tons on a monthly basis through the use of a system. We separate, we process, we bill, and then we sell to end users the finished product. I am a alumni of Goshen College. I actually ran track and cross country during my four years here. So are there any track and cross country athletes here amongst us? And last point, I did get my MBA from Bethel College, which is now Bethel and University over in Mishawaka. So a little background about Recycling Works. So Recycling Works is what's known as a MRF. A MRF, once again, is a material recovery facility. What that means is that, just like I stated previously, we, we process material, in this case, single-stream recyclable material that you guys, amongst thousands of people, put in, Elkhart County residents, Goshen residents, and surrounding counties, and they all come to my facility. We process roughly about 8,000 tons of single-stream material on a monthly basis. So we process about 2,000 on a weekly basis. That material is coming from various avenues. We do work with third parties such as Republic Services, Waste Management, other third-party disposals. And then we also have our sister companies, which is Borden, which is our resi side. And I'm sure um, they're the ones also come and pick up the recycling bins here at the college. Once again, I am going to ask the audience a question. Feel free, raise your hand and answer. But who knows what single stream means when it comes to recycling? Go ahead. Answer. Exactly. So if you guys remember back, I don't know, I mean, I'm quite a bit older than you guys. I'm 29 years old. So back when I was in elementary school, I used to remember that there were blue bins at the classroom, and some blue bins had paper, some had plastic, etc. Nowadays, everything gets 
commingled together, and that's what referred to as single stream. MRFs are, MRF plans are something that came about in the industry just about 15 years ago when large manufacturers decided to spend millions of dollars in buying equipment, um, AI technology, and infrastructure to be able to take in and resolve this sustainability uh, issue, which is sending recyclable items that can be used again and again, diverting from the landfill to end users. And I'll go in depth on that here shortly. So my plan here is to help you guys understand the simple economics when it comes to recycling. And I just took in some quick numbers from the month of September. So back in September, we processed about 4,411 uh, 4, tons of just corrugated, which is OCC, your cardboard, and paper products. That 4,000 tons gets sent to paper mills, which in turn comes back and recirculates in the economy through the use of paper, uh, pencils, new cardboard boxes, etc. And to put that into perspective with the local economy, that's about 38,000 trees that we are preventing from being deforested and cut down to make virgin paper by recycling that on a monthly basis. So we probably handle about 600 tons on a weekly basis. So on a monthly basis, we're saving to the equivalent of about uh, three and a half Shanklin Parks worth of acreage from being deforested by sending all this OCC and paper products back to the end users, which in this case are paper mills, which break it down and make brand new papers uh, product out of it. Something else is we process about 523 tons of plastics. So plastics are something that don't dissolve. Their carbon footprint stays in landfills for years and years and years. And we have found solutions and end users that, and brand new startup companies that have emerged and entered the recycling and sustainability market. Um, for example, how many of you here are probably wearing something from Banana Republic, J. Crew, or even Nike? We actually send a lot of our plastic materials, such as PET, which is like your water bottle, um, your HDPE, which is like your cloudy milk jug material, and also your mixed color rigids, which is like your detergent bottles, any solid color plastic. A lot of that material gets diverted to end users, like textile companies that break it down, and they actually manufacture clothing out of some of the plastics that we ship out to them. So once again, it is a, an ongoing circular motion economy when it comes to recycling, and we act just as a middleman processor, taking thousands of tons and finding end users for all the material, diverting it from the landfill so that our kids, my kids, your kids in the future, and generations to come can live in a pretty clean, healthy uh, earth, which is the home to of us today. And another interesting fact comes with aluminum cans. How many of you, how many of you here have binged watching uh, Netflix or also the new, um, the new Game of Thrones uh, season that came out? If you guys watch more than three hours of that, that equates to the same energy that it takes an aluminum mill to make one can of your Coke, Pepsi product. So it takes the equivalent energy of you binge watching three hours of Netflix or your favorite shows that it takes an aluminum mill to make only one can. And in September, we processed 
over 82 tons of just aluminum cans, which is UBC, and that gets reintroduced into aluminum mills, and they remanufacture that material into brand new uh, refreshment beverages and, that in, in, in the food industry. And, I, and just to conclude, I wanted to uh, just show some pictures of what we're working with. So this is our facility in the heart of downtown Elkhart. That is the equipment that we use. That, that top picture with the material, that is our tipping floor. That's where trucks come in, like the picture in the bottom, and they drop off material. That is what our, um, so back a year ago, back in 2021, our company, our owners decided to invest $10 million into AI technology, new conveyor systems, uh, safety measures to pretty much be able to open up capacity to take in a lot more recycling and divert it from the landfill, which is ultimately what our goal is and what, our, and what the Packs Club here in Goshen College ultimately wants to convey the message over to the student body. And this is just a simple flyer of what is recycling. Once again, to keep it nice and short, recycling should not be complicated. If you're in doubt of whether something is recycling, truly just throw it out. But what you should always recycle are your cardboard, your plastics, and there is food residue, whether just like we saw our, your peers doing the audit, rinse it. If you don't have time to rinse it, it's not an issue. Throw it in the, throw it in the single stream. Our end users that use that material, they have processes in place to wash, um, decontaminate that material for them to be able to process it. So um, the market truly has involved to be able to take in more material than what was possible even five, six, seven, a decade ago. So thank you very much for your time this morning. And go Goshen College. I'm just going to give a, give a quick word about composting. It's sort of a companion piece to recycling. It's something we can do to cut down on the waste stream that goes to the landfill. The other benefit of composting is that this is organic material that can go right back after it's been composted and broken down into enriching our landscape environment around the campus. So prior to COVID, we had a good composting system up and running in the dining hall so that all food waste could go through the composting system and uh, back behind the fizz plant to finish cooking. COVID shut us down because we were doing carry-out food, and so there was almost nobody eating in the dining hall, and so the whole system just got put on hold. We're in the process of getting that rebooted again. We're not quite there yet, but it'll be coming soon. And so if you eat in the dining hall, there will be an option for you to basically put any food scraps, napkins, uh, straight into the composting bin rather than in the trash landfill. We're also hoping to find a way to get containers for all the intentional living communities or the apartments so that if you're preparing food anywhere on campus, you'd have an option for how you could do composting. Thanks, Kevin. 
So what is sustainability? The title of the talk or the chapel today, the convo today, is Going Beyond Green, Broadening the Web of Sustainability. When I think about sustainability, I think about this definition, which is originally the definition from the Brundtland Commission for Sustainable Development. And the people pictured there are neighbors of mine, uh, Yamile and Indira um, and their little brother, um, I'll call him Wawa, um, who live on the Colonso River in the Ecuadorian rainforest. And when I think about sustainability and about um, preserving the ability of future generations to meet their own needs, I think about children like that living on the other side of the world. And I also think about the triple bottom line. So when we look at sustainability, one way that we can differentiate this from just environmentalism is that we don't just care about the planet, which is obviously important and crucial to our survival and thriving here on Earth, but we also care about people and profitability. So what does recycling have to do with sustainability? Well, to me, it's pretty obvious that there's a, a planetary benefit of recycling. And it's also profitable, as Daniel helped to explain to us today. We're actually taking materials and we're putting them back into the economy um, to make clothing and other things that we need. And it's also really good for people because the more that we can recycle and reduce and reuse, then the less we have to extract new materials, virgin materials, like oil, like wood, like minerals, from beautiful places in the world, places like the Amazon rainforest, places like the southwestern deserts, places where students like you have opportunities to visit, to study, and to learn. And so I'd like to invite two people up, um, Chino and Liam, to tell us about two such places and the people that live there. Yeah, as Jiro was stating, like, how do we kind of break down the idea of how does recycling kind of eventually um, add up this idea of how does it help people? So as I mentioned before, I just came back from SST Ecuador, and a few groups before me, we, some of you may be remembering a lecture we had probably in the beginning um, by a man named Randy Borman. He is one of the leaders of the Kofan indigenous groups back in about the northeast side of the Amazon in Ecuador. And this is really important because, as Gerald was explaining, is the more we recycle, the less the world needs to um, extract natural resources. And in some cases, that leads to exploitation of the indigenous lands here in basically all the countries in the Western Hemisphere. And so the Kofan Survival Fund is one of the reasons that we're able to continue um, protecting these lands, specifically the Kofan people in Ecuador. They're the people, they're the reason why we can send students out to SST Ecuador. Um, the land has over a million acres of land. This is territory that provides that triple bottom line, helping both the economics, the people, and the planet. Um, there's ecotourism that we're allowed to help fund and then again help them protect their land, both from you know legal battles or oil companies that continue to try to exploit them. And so this fund helps us a lot that we've had been paying for you know for many years so far. So that's just one example that the Goshen College tries to help with um, how the triple bottom line kind of correlates together when we think about sustainability. All right, so another example we have um, is in the state of Arizona. Um, the Apache people um, have a sacred land called Oak Flat, 
that is in jeopardy right now. And um, this is very important land, not just to the Apache people, but the community um, in the cities around it and the whole state and country of people that use this public land for recreation and other things. Um, and there are two large um, copper companies that would like to get this land and they, they plan to dig a crater that is two miles wide and over a kilometer deep, um, right in the center of this sacred land that has been um, very meaningful to the Apache people for generations and generations. Um, and so, and this, and this, uh, these copper companies also plan, will need to use a lot of water for this, and in the process will con contaminate almost all of the water resources um, that the surrounding communities need. Um, and so I'm sharing about this because it's an example of extraction from our natural world that is directly and negatively impacting real communities of people. And now, we don't use much copper here at Goshen, but we do use a decent amount of paper and plastic that we can, um, we can keep recycling these so that we can prevent, so that they can be made into new products again and again. And in this way, we can prevent the harvesting of trees and fossil fuels um, that are needed to make the same stuff that we can just keep recycling. So communities around the world um, actively depend on the land and the resources um, that exist. So let's do what we can to protect the communities like the Apache people all over the world. Hi everyone, I'm Lisa and I am one of four leaders of EcoPacks along with Alexa Kennel, um, Alina Miller, and Liam Elias. Um, a picture from last year of all of us are up there with um, last year's members, Adika and Ariana. Um, so as Jonathan mentioned, EcoPacks is our campus environmental justice club. Some examples of the work we do on campus include community and campus-wide events. Along with our Campus Sustainability Committee, we have been involved with waste reduction efforts on campus. And last year, we hosted a sustainability leadership series with sustainability leaders from the community and beyond. We also hosted a food waste-themed cookout, which is the picture on the top right, and um, joined in volunteer waste-related events. So the picture on the bottom right is kind of like clearing out the compost bins from trash to um, prepare for this year's composting and then also clearing out the West Lawn um, dorms above the rot um, or the West Lawn dining hall um, to recycle those, um, yeah, to recycle the waste from there. So if you want to get involved, stay tuned to the communicator and posters around campus for upcoming events. Um, we are also looking for new leaders of EcoPacks to keep the club running, as all our current leaders are expected to graduate this year. Um, just contact Liam, Alexa, Alina, or me if you are interested, or feel free to approach us during an EcoPacks event. If you just want to be involved in the club, all you have to do is show up to the events when you can. 
Um, everyone on campus, literally everyone, people from any major, residential, and commuter students can participate in events and leadership in ECOPACs. And as um, shown in this convocation, sustainability involves interdisciplinary input. Sustainability issues are justice issues and require efforts from all perspectives and organizational levels from here on campus to global efforts. Thank you. So the slide that's up in front of you may be hard to see all of the words. It's actually a page from the sustainability uh, portion of the Goshen College website. So if you want to learn more about what Goshen College is doing, uh, you can visit the webpage and you can read about some of the efforts that have happened over the years. Uh, hopefully this is a topic that you are becoming more curious about. Uh, we can each approach sustainability from a personal perspective and we can make choices about what we buy or don't buy where we live or don't live, and what we eat or don't eat, and what we learn from Daniel, how much Netflix we watch or video games we play. Sustainability is also an integral part of many organizations, businesses, schools, hospitals, and cities. As you move into your career, you'll likely be in a position in some kind of organization, and you'll be directly involved in the complicated and important sustainability decisions facing your organization. In some cases, Natural resources need to, needed to provide your organization's product or service will be disappearing. Perhaps your organization will be looking for ways to reduce waste and reduce costs. Or maybe your organization wants to increase the diversity of its employees. All of these decisions are sustainability decisions. Remember, people, planet, and profit. When I joined the committee several years ago, it was called the Ecological Stewardship Committee, and this name clearly favored a very important aspect, but only one aspect of sustainability. So the committee made a commitment to broaden our sustainability work at Goshen College and be champions of the many sustainability decisions facing Goshen College. So much of the committee's work and focus has been on sustainability issues that directly uh, address the environmental element of sustainability. Things like using solar power, changing campus lighting, and transitioning mowed grass to prairies. Sustainability work has also been happening outside of our committee. The important work of diversity, equity, inclusion is also sustainability work, addressing the people element of sustainability. So composting food scraps, recycling waste, and turning off the lights in your dorm room, house, or apartment when you don't use them is also sustainability work. We are one small committee, and sustainability success at Goshen College requires each of us to learn as much as we can about the intersecting elements, people, planet, and profit. So talk to your friends about what you can do as a student. Talk to your colleagues about what you can do as an employee. And talk to anyone on the sustainability committee about your ideas. Each of us has the ability and creativity that's needed to positively impact this work. Thanks, Michelle, that was really well said. The last piece of connection that you might consider, of course, as a college, we actually, you can study these things formally as a major or a minor or even just taking some courses in sustainability here and there. So I would strongly encourage you to look into that. There are, um, there's also a sustainability management 
major and minor out of the business department. Um, okay, so you've, got, you've heard lots of ways you can be connected, and I hope it's very clear that we invite lots of input from people. We need sometimes help doing things. We always want help thinking through things and being uh, more holistic, as we've been talking about all the way through here. By the way, the little animation there is of flowers being tucked into a compost bin at a market. It's hard to tell what that is, but it is pretty intriguing. <laughs> so you can use that QR code if you'd like to be involved with ongoing composting operations. That's something that the institution is doing, but there's ways in which uh, student help is most welcome. If you'd like to just join Ecopacs or be more aware of what's happening on the student club front, please feel free to use this. And then, um, again, if you would like to be more aware of the sustainability committee's work, there's a very easy email to send that inquiry to sustainability at goshen.edu. So thanks very much for joining us this morning. We look forward to exploring more of this world together.